Thanks for tuning in to Leesburg Daily, a Monday through Friday podcast where we dive into scripture, study it together, and apply it to our lives. Today we pick up in John chapter 9 again as we look at the story of the man born blind. Uh, this story John tells us in eight different scenes, and so we're going through those scenes today. Um, and so today we're in the third or so scene, uh, verses 8 through 12 is where, where we'll be today. If you have your Bible with you, you're welcome to to uh, follow along. You know, I, I should note perhaps that uh, when I read, uh, I'm reading from the NASB translation, the New American Standard Bible. So, uh, your Bibles, uh, if you're reading in, uh, NIV or NLT, uh, that might be slightly different. But anyway, uh, verse 8 is where we pick up. And if you remember yesterday, uh, Jesus uh, spit on mud, rubbed it on the guy's face, and told him to go wash in the pool. Uh, and he came back seeing. And so now we pick up in verse 8. And it says, therefore, the neighbors and those who previously saw him as a beggar were saying, is this not the one who used to sit and beg? Verse nine, others were saying, this is he. And still others were saying, no, but he is like him or he looks like him. I think this is so funny. These people uh, who had seen this man potentially all of his life, see him now seeing I don't know if they see him without walking without a walking stick or without a leader um, maybe he's running around shouting I can see I can see I don't know I don't, I don't know um, but instead of asking him and talking to him uh, they talk to each other as if he were not there I think that's interesting because I think this tells us a little bit or at least for me it it reveals a little bit about the way I see the world around me you see, I, I get used to things, and well, m- maybe not so much things, but maybe more so people being a certain way. And so sometimes I get so used to people being a certain way that I make assumptions about them. Uh, I, and, and when there is a change, I'm often late to catch the change because I've become so used um, to thinking about this person in such a way. That's kind of what happens here. They they know this guy. They're familiar with him, but now something's different. And so some are saying, well, it's this him. Others are saying, uh, no, it's not. They can't ex- explain it. Um, but instead of asking him, they ask one another. Instead of asking the person with the answers, they ask one another. Which I think is m- maybe a, a, another point here in the passage. Those doing the question asking... Are, are generally in a position of um, of authority. I mean, maybe not authority, but in the hierarchy, they're higher up than this blind beggar had been. Uh, why? Well, the blind beggar was dependent on other people uh, all of his life to provide for him, to see for him. Uh, these others who were asking the questions have always been more so independent, perhaps. Instead of asking the one who had the answers, this formerly blind beggar, they ask one another because they perhaps dare not to put themselves in a learning posture beneath the the blind beggar. Uh, Well, look how this 
blind man uh, speaks up. They're all talking about him. And the end of verse 9, he, he kept saying, that's the blind beggar, kept saying, I am the one. I am the one. So they're saying, aren't you, isn't he the beggar? Isn't he the one you beg? Well, he could be, he could not be. He kind of just looks like him. And yet this blind beggar kept saying, I am the one. And so they were saying to him in verse 10, how then were your eyes opened? We see there's clearly a change in your world. How did that happen? I mean, there is a, a great evangelistic model here. As people uh, see changes in our lives as Christ followers, we need to be ready and willing uh, to share the, the reason uh, for our change, the reason that we're different. We need to be able to share our story. The best story that we can tell is not, uh, we don't have to have all the details about uh, what God has done through Jesus. That's a complex matter and and there's a lot of questions that uh, we struggle with for years and years to, to learn but the best thing that we can tell someone in is our story and the difference that Jesus has made with us look at verse 11 the blind man answered the man who is called Jesus made clay and he anointed my eyes and he said to me go to Siloam and wash and I went away and I washed and I received sight I think this is such a great thing. We need to be a lot like this blind beggar. He doesn't have all the answers as to how it happens in the chemical compounds of the clay and the, you know, all of this stuff. He doesn't, he, he, I mean, consider this. He doesn't even know what Jesus looks like. He's never seen Jesus before. He just says the one who is called Jesus. He made clay, he put it on my eyes, he told me to go and wash, and I did, and I received sight. Again, the best story that we can tell is what Jesus has done in our lives. As people see that we live different as Christ followers, our, our values are different, our morals are different, our character changes, our virtue grows, they might ask the questions, well, why would you not do this or that? Or why would you do this instead of that? We need to be able to give a reason. The one called Jesus. This is what he has done in my life, and this is the change that he's made. Verse 12, they said, they said to the blind beggar, uh, Where is he? And he said, I don't know. Well, why does this man not know where Jesus is? Because he's never seen him. He, I mean, he couldn't pick him up out of pick him out of a lineup. He's never seen Jesus. Uh, it, it, you know, this should be con contrasted a, a bit with the vain man who who was given his ability to walk in chapter five. Uh, this blind man knows exactly where his healing came from. Uh, and the, the, the you know who is responsible for it um, the one who's called Jesus in John 5 I believe it was uh, the the man was more hesitant at least to to share who had healed him um, we need to be a lot like this blind beggar be willing and ready to share 
um, why we are the way we are and what Jesus has done in our life. Con- confronted the, these people who are not sure about this man's change, when they're confronted with the man's insistence that he is the one who was born blind, they start asking, well, how can this be? This man only knew the name of Jesus, the one they called Jesus. He, they couldn't, he couldn't pick him out of a lineup. I, I guess one way to say it is uh, he wouldn't have known Jesus if he saw him. Instead, all he can do is say, I, I, I don't know. I don't have all the answers. I don't know what he looks like. I don't know where he is, but I know this. Uh, I was blind, but now I see. Uh, this story will unfold more as the man is questioned by the Pharisees, and it'll be exciting. But uh, for today, I want to pause there and, and kind of say a word about uh, sharing your testimony. Uh, have you considered how to share your testimony with those uh, in your life? What would you say? How would you uh, point to Jesus in your life? Sometimes the best thing is to say, hey, look, I don't have all the answers, but I know that this Jesus is it's changing my life. It's changing my marriage, changing my family. Um, some, of the, some of the best things we can do, it's like what we saw in John chapter 2, a simple invitation, especially when we don't have the answers, a simple invitation. Hey, I don't have all the answers, but why don't you come to church with me? Why don't you come and, and see? Come and, come and hear about Jesus. C- come and see this new opportunity. That's what our goal is for 2021. We've been challenged to consider just one. Who is the person in your world, in your life, that needs to hear about Jesus? And then what are you going to do this year um, uh, to invite them, to have them come uh, to church to hear about Jesus? How will you share your story with them? Uh, what if we took responsibility for just one person in our life? Now, the simple truth is one um, one is setting the bar quite low, isn't it? I mean, you think about, the, the, you know, seven days a week, 52 weeks a year, just for one person. Uh, the truth is we, we can, can have a habit of sharing Jesus with others around us. We're just setting the goal for just one. Uh, so with that being said, I want to encourage you to consider how you might share, to consider who your one might be. And then I want to tell you about uh, starting in February, uh, we're going to be redoing our foundations uh, class. Foundations is a class that we did this past uh, February of 2020, uh, where we talked about the foundations of disciple making movement. And we're going to give, it's going to be a primer uh, to get us, um, first of all, with the knowledge that we often think we need to be able to share our faith with other people, and then some practical um, helps to do that. Um, and, and, and so it'll be a, a good primer. Uh, a very good entry level a primer for how to share our faith um, uh, with with those around us. And so I want to encourage you to join me for that. It'll be on Sunday afternoons immediately following the the second service um, starting in February. Um, uh, there will be a link on social media to sign up uh, 
for that as well and we'll be doing uh, lunch as well so uh, feel free to join us for foundations uh, starting in february uh, consider your one consider how you would share uh, your testimony with those around you uh and then turn to in tomorrow as we deal with um this man being questioned by the pharisees uh, god bless take care thanks so much for tuning in to leesburg daily